Welcome to the Erasmus Foundation podcast. My name is Paul Nugent. Are you looking for answers to life and its meaning? Then this may well be the very podcast you need to listen to. In a series of podcasts, we are going to look at the difficult questions of life and apply spiritual knowledge to find out the answers. Hello. Today we are going to look at the subject of ego. Now, this is a subject that Kareen brought to the table, and she, Rosina, and Pat are here to discuss this. So we're going to go straight to Corinne. And Corinne, tell me, why did you feel it important that we should be discussing this subject? Greetings, Paul, and thank you for asking me this question. I, I suggested that we could share about the subject of the ego because I am hoping it could perhaps help others to understand about it, to understand its purpose and perhaps how important it can be to work through it. We have already spoken about the flaws of the earth. When we are spirit at home, we choose to come on the earth for our progression. And the great mind in his wisdom has offered us flaws to be worked on while being on the earth. And these hopefully help us to grow and to develop. Among the seven main flows, one is the flow of self. The flow of self can have different degrees. And in the flow of self, we can find selfishness. We can find pride, vanity, intolerance, self-worship, impatience. And sometimes someone having this flow may develop a strong ego. To have an ego means to be inflated with a sense of one's own importance above others. It is the focus of one's own attention on oneself in a way regardless of others. It is an exaggeration of oneself. Of course, during our days, we need to think of our own self, 
as human beings, we have got some needs and we need to think about ourselves to, uh, to fulfill the needs. But really, the ego is, is, is um, an exaggeration of the self. And in this wise, it is no reality. It is something invented by the brain to give yourself more importance, really, than, than you have in reality. Because in reality, no one is more important, no one is less important. So the ego is the development of a too strong and too important view one may have of, of oneself. And it is a sad situation. It is a sad situation because as it is false, it is as wearing a mask and you cannot be your true self. Now, the ego is putting scales on the eyes and in this wise, one cannot see clearly. And the sadness is that one cannot see clearly who we are. With the scales on the eyes, we cannot come to know ourselves in truth because we do not have a complete vision of ourselves. So it is quite important to realize first that there is a strong ego there. Because being blind, sometimes one does not even see having this strong ego. It is difficult to identify it. But if one pays attention, and if one perhaps pays attention to others' reactions, perhaps this will help to discover this problem. Because the one who is puffed up with this inflated ego does not see, but others can see it is false. And certainly they will react as a consequence of this falsehood. Thank you very much, Karina. Very comprehensive. So, Rosina, how do you feel about it? It was very interesting what Karine said about um, having an inflated ego. An ego is something that, as humans, we all have. And I think what's interesting is that often with an inflated ego, underneath there is a deep insecurity. I have to say that I, I can identify with that, that the time in my life when I have been 
the most out of balance is the time when I would go from being quite egotistical to the complete opposite and to have a feeling of deep insecurity and doubt about myself. I think in order to keep our ego in check, we have to have a knowledge about ourselves. We have to know ourselves. We have to find a balance within ourselves. And this is something which Corinne has said, that it's important that, that we get to know ourselves in truth and we see ourselves for who we are. Because I think if we look in the world today, there are many, many examples where people have an inflated ego and it's impairing their ability to make wise judgments. And I think that this is something which is very evident with some of our leaders. We need to be able to work on ourselves. And as we develop ourselves spiritually, that ego will diminish. And that will enable us to see things a lot clearer. So, Pat, what's your feeling about ego? And what would you like to say on the subject? In thinking about this topic, I thought about how spirits are at home and what we've come to learn about them, that they have a sense of self in as much as their individuality, but they're not all consumed with their own best interests at all times. We come to Earth, of course, to, to progress and to learn. And I thought this subject tonight was such an important one because it sort of goes to the very heart of of all that life sort of te teaches us. And basically where we're trying to go with our learning, and that is, as Spirit have talked about, the subjugation of self and thinking of others more than ourselves. And that isn't just because it's the right thing to do, but because we, we learn so much through the process of experiencing the pain that an out-of-balance ego can give us, the pain to ourselves and the pain to others. And of course, we know that there is so much learning to come through pain, as hard as it is to go through at the time. And in going through the process of understanding the ego and how damaging it can be for ourselves and others and shedding it not that it may happen in in one day but a process of catching ourselves and questioning our motivations and reflecting on what we've said and what we've done over a period of whether it be a whole lifetime or a period of years and seeing how like i said how damaging an overinflated ego can be.
for us and, and those around us. In, in letting go of it, it is nothing short of a liberation. And we can look back and see what a heavy yoke it was to have on our shoulders when we were walking the earth with this ego that, uh, that our life on earth has, has gifted us. Thank you, Pat. As you say, when spirit are at home, they see themselves entirely in truth and see themselves exactly as they are. Whereas we don't have that benefit here necessarily, do we, when we're here on earth. But in a way, I'm thinking, is there anything wrong with doing something well and getting pleasure from it? Of course, there is nothing wrong. If you do something well, and it can be doing something to help others, for example, not just for yourself, glory. So, of course, you can be happy with the work you have achieved. Working on the ego can be sometimes a, a long journey. It is not something that can be done from one day to the other. So one needs to develop perhaps a little bit of patience to try to open your eyes and start to think more of others and to direct your thoughts more to others than yourself. When the ego starts to diminish, to get smaller, you can see yourself more clearly. You can know better yourself. You start to find some peace. In developing spiritually, the ego gets smaller as well. It is a long journey, but it is really worthwhile. And then we can be at one with ourselves. We can be at one with the great mind. And we can feel at one with others as well. Thank you. Uh, Rosina. So ego is a bit of a burden around our neck, isn't it? It's, it's something really that needs to be reduced in size for our own good, let alone anybody else's, would you say? Yes. Uh, yes, I would say that. Uh, and... Um... I would say that as, as your ego does reduce, like Corinne has said rightly, um, that you find peace within yourself. You also are not so preoccupied, perhaps, with what other people think of you, because you have a sense and a knowledge of yourself you do things because they are the things that form a part of your purpose in life for you to do. And you're not driven by this constant want for approval from other people or for people to say well done and perhaps put you up on a, on a pedestal and say what a wonderful person you are. 
you, you're no longer looking for that kind of thing because you don't need it. It's superfluous in your life and you simply don't need it. The knowledge that you are here for a purpose and you are fulfilling that purpose within your life is enough. And I think that that is the thing that brings an enormous amount of peace. And I think that that only comes when you have gone on that journey to subdue your ego and to find a balance. Our primary purpose to come to the earth in the beginning is to develop ourselves spiritually. And if we are doing that, then we are fulfilling what our purpose is in coming to the earth in the first place. Thank you, Rosina. Now we touched upon it, Pat, truth. This is the basis of all of this, looking at ourselves in truth. Do you agree with that? I do indeed, Paul. And, and alongside that, it is, it is the teachings that we have all had from spirit over the years that has allowed us to deconstruct the ego as we're talking about it and, and maybe deconstruct ourselves because what is so common is that we maybe have built up a, a, a false image of ourselves maybe who we want to be or we have looked to others and wish to be like them and have and have worn masks as so often been said and portray ourselves to the world so differently to who we truly are the way that the great mind has has made us that we have lost sight of who we really are because of the lack of spiritual knowledge that has been lost within the world and the reason why we are here. And absolutely, you, you said about truth and spirit have impressed from the very beginning of, of them uh, presenting us with their teachings, how important that is. Because truth brings forth light. Truth is light in one sense. And that can be, and I would almost say usually is, a painful process. I know Padina has talked in the past about spiritual growing pains, because when we first truly stop and step off of the, the hamster wheel that is modern day life and look to ourselves, it isn't always particularly a pleasant thing to see because when we look in the eyes of truth and see the the weaknesses and the flaws and the, the bad behaviors that we have done and we and we we still do from time to time that isn't very pleasant sometimes but we have to accept that to understand why we were doing it what were the drivers behind it and that is 
what I'm trying to refer to and when I would talk about the deconstruction of the, the false images of, of who we are to get down to the, the very core and, and throw off all of the, the shrouds and the masks and allow our true selves to surface. And the torch through that journey is truth, as you quite rightly say. That is our best and one, one true friend through, through that journey. Well done. Thank you. Now, Bettina, would you like to add anything before we close today? Um, only just to say one element of self, the floor of self within the earth, which is most apparent at times within people, and that is arrogance. And so often, arrogance is blind. So if someone has this very strongly within their being, it might be very difficult for them to see themselves entirely in truth, as perhaps others might see them. So it is difficult for some. And really, as has been said very well by you all this evening, that as a spirit progresses and becomes more aged, and until such a time as they are reaching perhaps the last life they will live within the earth, by then it is expected that they would have subjugated their ego to quite a degree. And this is something spirit seek to do, because spirit, in truth, have concern for others. And this is really the key, that you become in a state of mind where you just exist, where you just are, with no embellishment, no artificial mannerisms, idiosyncrasies, or anything of this nature. You just simply are. Hopefully, your true self, and by then you will be well on your way to eradicating ego as, as much as possible. Something spirit aim to do, and it is very satisfying if you can achieve this aim within your life. The Erasmus Foundation 
is a spiritual teaching and healing foundation based in Laxfield, Suffolk in the United Kingdom. We have a webpage www.erasmus-foundation.org If you would like to be a guest on our podcast or indeed have further questions for us, then please contact me on paul at erasmus-foundation.org and we'll do our best to accommodate you. Thank you very much for listening.